Company podcast. It is October fourth, twenty eighteen. It's a it's a beautiful day, and uh, it was a beautiful night last night. If you're a Yankee fan, ball game over. Yankees win. The Yankees win. Uh, I just want to introduce uh, someone today. My good buddy Johnny Baker is joining us uh, all the way from Philly. Uh, just, just say hi. What's up, everyone? Good to see you. Even though I live in Philly, I'm a big diehard New York sports teams fan. Yeah, let's let's get right into it. Uh, did you get a chance to watch any of the game last night? Yeah, I watched uh, pretty much the whole thing. Right after uh, I got on, right after Judge homered. Oh, geez, that that was a uh, that was that wasn't a great start for the A's last night. Judge I know. Uh, Judge's wrist looks pretty good too. So. Yeah. So, what do you what do you what do you think about the team? Does it look like the Yankees are uh, finally uh, healthy and ready to go? I mean, it was a good sign. Severino looked pretty good, and the pitching looked pretty good. Um, after that, it looked everything looked like it was coming into place. But you know, like the A's are definitely a much different team than the Red Sox that they're going to face. The Red Sox can pretty much do it all from pitching to hitting to average hitting to home runs. So it's going to be a real test um, for both teams, actually. I think Boston definitely has the most to lose here. I mean, coming off a season with 108 wins, they're pretty much a shoe into the World Series. But if the Yankees can be a thorn in their in their side, it would be an interesting matchup. Who, who do you think they're gonna? The Yankees are gonna go with on uh, on Friday, right? The series starts on Friday, I believe. Yeah, it's a doubleheader on Friday for the uh, Astros too. Um, I, I'm thinking. Personally, I want J.A. Happ because he seems he seems pretty good, but I think it's at Boston. Is it at Boston or is it in New York? Yeah, I think it's it's Boston. The yeah, I think it's Boston. The first two. Yeah, so I think it. I, even though I want J.A. Happ, I think they're uh, Aaron Boone's going to put in Tanaka. Tanaka. It was nice though that Severino lasted so long because you know in these wild card one game playoffs some some teams need to use like a lot of pitchers and that can really tire them out for the rest of the postseason because they start pulling them pretty early like they pulled the um, the A starter uh, Hendricks pretty early. Yeah, yeah, because uh, leading up to the game, a lot of people were talking about how Severino was probably only going to pitch maybe two three innings and. Uh... What did he give him? Five almost? Five innings? Yeah, five, almost six. I mean, they pulled him. Dylan Batances bailed him out in the sixth inning, I think, because it was like almost bases loaded or two men on, actually. And he got the outs, which was nice. Yeah, it was. I think it was a much improved in performance for Severino last night. I know he's been struggling the second half of the season, so it must be, uh, you know, refreshing to see that as a Yankees fan. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so yeah what, definitely. Yeah, so what do you think about uh, the, the Red Sox? Um, what do you think about their squad this year? They definitely have a lot of uh, talented players, Mookie Betts, of course, and then J.D. Martinez had uh, quite a year himself. Yeah, I mean, af- I didn't think that contract was going to be good for Boston with the J.D. Martinez contract, but he, I, I mean, he pretty much blew us all away. I didn't think he was that great of an average hitter, 
he, I mean, he was very good, but not like almost triple crown level, like a Christian Yelich too. So from, I mean, from top to bottom in that lineup, it's very good. The thing is though, they're, they're starting pitching. You don't, I mean, sale might get hurt. Um, yeah, Porcello. He's been, yeah. He's been, he's been kind of struggling as of late. Yeah, I know he has, what does he have shoulder issues? Yeah. He always seems to have that at the end of the year. He always, um, uh, I mean, he's so skinny. I mean, he, so it's, it's probably hard for him to make it through a full season, but, <laughs> but I think, yeah, I think, I think if the Yankees, you know, I think if they, if they could beat sale in game one, I think, and then the, the troubles that price has against the Yankees and especially in the postseason, I think the Yankees could honestly be looking at a, you know, coming home with a, a two, a two uh, game lead in the series. I know they just need to, they need to play as they did like later in the season. I remember in the middle to the middle of the season, they got swept in a four game series, which didn't look good. And I mean, Boston also has Ivaldi too, which is, which he was on the Yankees, if you remember, and it wasn't that good on the Yankees, but then of course he goes to the Red Sox and he's unbelievable. Yeah. He looked, he looked pretty good when he made that first start against the Yankees when he first came over. That was, uh, do you think he's going to be, the second, what what is the uh, pitching lineup for the uh, for the Red Sox? I think they're going to go with Sale as one, and then I I think they're going to have to go with Price at two, unless they go with Valdi at, at two. Um, I think it, I think it might. I don't know. If, I'm guessing they're going to release their you know their rotation by by today, maybe early tomorrow. Uh, but I think it it, it might change if if. Um, if uh, sale loses, I, I don't know if that's going to, you know, change their mind. Um, but I mean, price does pitch better at home, so they might just want him to, to pitch no matter what. But if, if, if sale does lose, it's going to be, uh, I think the pressure, I mean, at the beginning of the series, the pressure's all on the Red Sox at this point, you know, the Yankees had the pressure last night. They had to win that game. Um, but I think now it's, you know, they're going up against this juggernaut team, a rivalry uh, game, of course, series of course uh but i think the pressure's all on the red sox and if the yankees can get that first game i think the red sox gonna be in a a lot of trouble having to to go with price yeah i agree 100 you never know what you're gonna get with price yeah it's you know he's he's never done well in the playoffs and he's definitely struggled against the yankees but he has shown some signs at home against the yankees so I'm thinking, you know, they'll probably start him in game two uh, so he can avoid pitching at Yankee Stadium. Uh, but I'm not too sure who they're going to go with uh, besides Nathan Navaldi. I'm not sure. Um, I think they still have uh, Rodriguez out there. And uh, they, have, they, they, have a, they have a few pitchers out in the bullpen, but their bullpen is, uh, is pretty shaky compared to what the Yankees can throw out there on a consistent basis. I know, but you think that we threw out Zach Britton yesterday. He immediately gave up a two-run homer. So I yeah, think he's he's you know he's kind of a weird guy, Zach Britton. You know he's so dominant in in, in uh whereas in Baltimore, Baltimore, yeah. A few years ago, he had that amazing you know that amazing run where he was just shutting everyone out, like uh, what Andrew Miller did previously for the Indians. And Andrew Miller was on the Yankees. Yeah, and he you know he. He's so unpredictable just because of his sinker and, and his his movement on his pitches. And I, I just wonder if, if you know, the Yankees could put someone else in that spot um, moving forward. I, I don't know if if that's the way they want to go, but I, I think that's pretty scary with Britton and uh, 
Chapman at the end of that bullpen because both of them are, you know, they're wild. They once they start losing control, you know, it's you just don't know where the ball's going. And then that brings me into a guy like Gary Sanchez who who has trouble catching the ball behind the plate. But he did pretty well last night. Yeah, he looked pretty good last night, but also the Yankees are carrying three catchers. I don't know if you know that. We're carrying uh, Austin Ryan and Kyle Hagishimoto. I forgot how to pronounce the last name. I'm thinking they're they're carrying the three catchers just in case um, they're going to have to uh, take Gary out, uh, put Romine in, and maybe uh, use Kyle as a as a pinch runner um, in situations. So I think, you know, I think. They're, they're just bracing for anything with Gary. I think if he starts hitting like they know he can, I think it could change a lot uh, moving forward for this team. But I think that's their one question mark is if, if it's late in the game and Gary is back there, he's catching a guy like Britton. Uh, you know, one pass ball could cost them the game and uh, really turn the series. Yeah, I think – but what I think is actually going to hurt the, the Yankees is a very hard team. Like, if you look at their batting order, like McCutcheon, Judge, Hicks, Stanton, Voigt, Didi, and Duhar, Sanchez, and Torres, those guys are not known for their average hitting, except maybe, like, Glabar. I don't even know who has the highest average of them. They're very home run reliant, so that might be difficult against a team like the Red Sox that don't give up a lot of home runs. Yeah, definitely. That's why I think yesterday's matchup with the A's was so incredible, because they're, like, one and two in the home run. Uh, category as a team and and that's really I think I think that's most of Major League Baseball right now whenever you watch a baseball game it's it's a lot of strikeouts it's pretty much home run maybe you get a single here and there but it's mostly just home runs uh, and then you're watching a bunch of strikeouts throughout the game Um, and I think that's just the direction baseball's going in but I, I would agree that the Red Sox do have a lot of um, they do have some players that uh, are more average hitters um, not as um home run uh, heavy as the Yankees are. And, and and that's what the Yankees are built as. And that's how they're going to win by hitting home runs. And that that's pretty much how they're going to believe they're going to beat you hit more home runs. And, and that's how they're going to score their runs. I know, but if they get on a cold streak, it could really uh, hurt uh, the Yankees, especially as the games get into October and then even early November when it's colder, it's a lot harder to hit home runs. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely. The the weather's gonna start changing. It's gonna get cold here, and especially um, the East Coast. It's gonna get cold. Uh, but I think I think the Yankees after last night's performance. I mean, if you're a Yankee fan, I I can't see much that you could be worried about. I mean, like you said, Braden giving up the home run. Um, but besides that, I think the team is pretty much what you expected throughout the year, and they seem to be on the uptick just at the right time, almost right as they're headed. Uh, to face the Red Sox. Yeah, and the team is a lot healthier than it used to be. Yeah, definitely. I think it's it's definitely, of course, big to get Judge back. I think, you know, he's he's kind of the guy that gets the, the, the ball moving for that team. And, and you know, um, another guy that is pretty shocking is Luke Voigt. I think he's, you know, if they do end up uh, eventually winning the World Series, I think he, you know, he, he might be one of those, the vocal point for this team just because of what he's been able to do and, and where he came from, he's in Triple A, uh, beginning part of the season, and uh, Cashman was able to make a trade and get him over. But he's he's doing some incredible stuff in the absence of uh, Greg Bird. Uh, I, don't I know, and I think Greg Bird's a terrible, so it's a huge improvement. 
Yeah, and uh, Greg Bird is uh, unfortunately. I don't even think he's on the roster for the uh, upcoming series. So it's going to be Luke Voigt. I mean, I, I think the Yankees are missing a lefty bat. They are really right-handed heavy. Yeah. But I think I think for the most part, you know, they're peaking at the right time, and then they're, you know, I think. I, I do have one question for you as a fan. If the Yankees do go on to beat the Red Sox in this series, uh, you know, what what kind of disappointment would you have if they just end up losing, you know, pretty easily in the next series? You know, what, what does that even matter that they, they, they beat the Red Sox? No, I really think this – I think I would be really disappointed. I mean, it, it's tough to – if the Yankees – it's also a big if that they beat but then lose to – Houston are like a Cleveland team. I think Cleveland would be the biggest disappointment because I mean, they have a few like good hitters, but I think the Yankees are a better team than them than them. And I think the best team in the playoffs right now is actually the Red Sox. So it's kind of odd to face them first. Hopefully if they beat them, they don't get uh, too cocky. Yeah, definitely. It kind of reminds me of, um, I know it's a long time ago for Jets fans, but uh, when the, the Jets went up to New England and beat the Patriots and then they, they laid that goose egg against the uh, the Steelers in back-to-back years in the AFC Championship game, it almost felt like the, the high of beating the, the, their rival just just derailed their whole movement. So I'm just thinking at the point, if the Yankees are able to beat the Red Sox, is that going to you know put them on such a high that, that they can't really focus on the next series? Yeah, I think so too. I remember that actually. That's when um, butt fumble, right? That season. Oh yeah, don't. That doesn't need to be reminded. No one needs to remember. Mark Sanchez was never a quarterback. Let's... But speaking <laughs> of football, Pat's Colts is on Thursday. What do you think today? Actually. Yeah, I mean, oh, I mean. Do you think this is the end of the? No, no. Every year in September, everyone is getting all, you know, the Pats always lose. This is when they lose their games in the first few weeks of the season. And everyone's like, oh, the Pats are done. The season, you know, this is the end. And then what? They end up winning 13, 14 games. And then it's like, you look stupid. So, you know, the Pats are, I mean, who has Brady been able to throw the ball to besides last week? I mean. How about uh, Josh Gordon? I mean, yeah, Josh Gordon's going to be a huge improvement. I think he's going to kind of be like what Brandon Cooks was supposed to be for their team. And I don't know why they got rid of Brandon Cooks, but um, I think he could be he could be one of those options. And, of course, Julian Edelman is returning tonight. And, you know, we haven't really seen Julian Edelman since the, the, uh, the uh, Super Bowl. I know. Not a suspension, right? Yeah, he had the suspension and then he tore his ACL last year. So he was uh, – we haven't seen him since the Atlanta Super Bowl, if I'm not mistaken. So I think uh, that'll be a big back, boost. Yeah, having him back, you know, Brady loves to target him, and he's uh, he's such a quick guy. And uh, you know, I I think the Patriots are fine. I mean, you saw what they did to the Dolphins last week. I mean, everyone's getting all high and, and mighty about how great the Dolphins were, and then they just I don't they didn't even show up last week. So you know, I think the Patriots are. They're going to win their games. They're going to win the division, of course. Um, they haven't even played the, the 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 AFC East yet, so that's. I mean, they they might lose one game down in Miami due to the heat, uh, but you know 
they're going to destroy the Bills. I mean, the Bills are the whoa, whoa, whoa. I mean, the, the Jets. We up- saw what the Bills did to the Vikings. Okay, they, they, that was I don't even know what. The, then the Vikings, like one of their guys, was like in the the hotel the night before. He had like a gun or something. He was like he lost his mind. I, I would lose my mind losing to the Bills. I don't even know what was going on with the Vikings that day. You know, I mean, Josh Allen did look good that day. I mean, some of his moves, his uh, his uh, what did he do? He hurdled over some guy. Yeah, he hurdled over someone. <laughs> that was pretty crazy. But and then, but last week, you know, he he played like trash. I th- I think I think I think the Patriots are fine. I mean, that's they're gonna get their wins and um, the AFC East. Uh, I mean. Do you really believe Miami is good? I mean, I don't. No, I think they just starting out. Start off well. I don't think they're a good team. I mean, but you know, I think the Colts. I think they're actually improved team. Their defense is actually improved, but you know, it's in Foxborough. We we already saw what happened a few years ago against when the Colts played the Patriots, and you remember that play when they did the they they tried to do the fake they tried to do the punt formation yes they did that stupid trick play that just made no no sense i don't even know what they were <laughs> but uh Sp- speaking of trick plays, did you see the uh titans uh two or so weeks ago i think it was against the uh, jags they had a pretty crazy uh trick play oh yeah i think i think i did see that one the titans are a solid team this year too i know even though they lost uh mariota for like one or two games you know blaine gabbert the saviors had to step in yeah, that was crazy with Blaine Gabbert. He came in and then he got lit up and he, he like got kicked out he got knocked out of the game and then <laughs> Mariota had to come in with like a sprained right shoulder. <laughs> I know. Yeah, he had like some nerve issue too. Yeah, that was he had to come in, but uh yeah, there's a lot of I think there's a lot of surprising teams. But that brings me to the point who who do you think uh we're gonna see in the Super Bowl this year out of uh the NFC and the AFC? Yeah, I mean, I think I think the A- NFC is by far the most competitive conference, especially in the NFC South with the uh, Panthers, Falcons, Saints. But I think I honestly think from the AFC side, the LA Rams just their offense is just too consistent from all sides, can attack you everywhere. Great defense too. On the NFC side, it gets a little bit more complicated, but I'm gonna have to go with. Yeah, you see, this is a tough one. Um, hmm. I'm gonna say, I'm gonna have to go with the Saints. Saints, oh, they beat the they beat the Giants. Are you you still Giants fan, right? Or, or what? Bills, Bills. Oh, you're Bill. I forgot. Yeah, you're Bills guy. Yeah, but they uh, the Giants had a tough loss last week. I'm yeah, I know. So what are they three and one right now? I mean, they lost to the Bucks the first. First game, but Fitzpatrick or uh, Fitz Tragic is now pretty much shown that he's uh, a subpar. <laughs> that was pretty funny. And that 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 was a nice uh, that was a funny uh, week or two of him just going off, but uh, he didn't. He he does he sucks. I mean. But have you noticed in the uh, NFL, it's pretty much it's skewed very. Like in terms of age wise, a lot of QBs are very old, and then there are a lot of young QBs. Would you be able to name the nine QBs that are ages 33 and older? I could try that are starting. All right. Yeah. Okay. Um, 33 and older? Well, uh, yeah. Tom Brady, of course. Okay. Easy one. Uh, 33 and older. Um, 
I'm trying to think. Uh, Case Keenum? No. No? Not Case Keenum? No. Oh, he's probably like 29, actually. Uh, oh, Drew Brees? Yes. Ben Roethlisberger? Yep. Eli Manning? Yep. Uh, Philip Rivers? Yep. Uh, damn. Uh, 33. Um, oh, who's that guy in... Um, oh, Alex Smith? No, he's not 33. He's, he's, he's like 30s. Wait, I don't think he starts. Alex Smith? Yeah, he's on the Redskins. Oh, okay. I think he's like... Yeah, he might be like 32 or something. I don't know. He's... I'm trying to think. Who else? Who's... Oh, uh, not Kirk Cousins is like 28. There's nine of them? Matt Ryan, Joe Flacco, Ryan Fitzpatrick. That's true. I forgot about Matt Ryan. But can you name the seven QBs ages 23 and younger? Yeah. Sam Darnold. Okay. Baker Mayfield. Yep. Josh Shallon. Yep. Um, is Pat Mahomes? Is he? Uh... I don't think he was starting. Oh yeah, I guess Pat Mahomes too. Yeah, Pat Mahomes, twenty-three. Um, oh, uh, Rosen. Yes, Rosen and uh, who else? Twenty-three and younger. Who else is a young QB? Um, oh, is how old's Jared? No, Jared Goff's older, right? Or is he? Uh, no, he's twenty-three and younger. Oh shit. Deshaun Watson. Oh, yeah, Deshaun Watson. Forgot about him. Yeah. Yeah, so you got all seven. But it's pretty crazy. You have, like, a debate, like, can you be – are there, these quarterbacks too old or are they uh, too young? But it's shown, like, apparently 16 combined QBs were uh, either 23 or younger or 33 and older. So with technology, I guess players are playing older, but then with also technology, there are younger QBs coming into the league. Yeah, I think I think it's I think it's pretty interesting that the uh, especially this this quarterback class that just uh, came in. I, um, I'm I'm thinking that uh, it almost reminds me of the Eli Ben Roethlisberger Philip Rivers class with the amount of talent they have on this team. Yeah, I know. Uh, I think you know Baker looks pretty good. Uh, Allen, you know he's. He's got a cannon, but you know his accuracy is sometimes not that pretty suspect. He needs an offensive line for sure. Yeah, and then Rosen, you know, Rosen looked pretty good last week. I saw him; he looked pretty good. And then, uh, you know, Sam Darnold. I mean, he's uh, I I can't even talk about him. He's he reminds me of a young Jay Cutler already. But (laughs) uh, you know, everyone says he everyone says he's going to be the best. So you know, maybe just maybe patience. I mean, he's only twenty one, so. Maybe the patience, and maybe he'll turn things around. But he he has a lot of Jay Cutler in him. Jay Cutler was one of those guys that did not care. He played carefree, just relaxed. Never was too high, never too low. And then he just <laughs> just he was, and they both make these stupid mistakes. So um, it's gonna it's gonna be interesting to see what happens with these young guys. But you know, you think Brady's gonna play until uh forty five, maybe fifty? I mean, all it takes is really one hit, but I mean, the NFL now is, even if you look at the quarterback, (laughs) the flag gets thrown. So I don't, I mean, he's, uh, you look, I mean, he's looked kind of old this year though, Brady, he's kind of looked kind of old, but I think that's just, 
Yeah, but you like you said earlier, you always say this in September. Yeah, September definitely. And then, I mean, he had no one to throw to, and finally he's going to get some weapons, and um, it's going to, you know, they'll be in the Super Bowl. I mean, went on to in the Super Bowl. <laughs> so the big video we all saw this week was the uh, infamous Matt Barnes uh, Kobe uh, passing. Do you remember that the flinch? Yeah, they they, they came out the different angle, right? Yeah, what do you think about the new angle? I mean, I mean it's kind of interesting, but honestly, does it really matter? I mean, I think it's just. Does that take take Kobe's awe from you? No, Kobe's. I think Kobe's. I think he's still one of the greats. You know, he's, he's done incredible things. I, I don't think a moment like that is going to change my mind because of a different camera angle. Do you think they should penalize him by uh, uh, losing uh, one or two rings because of that? No, I mean, going back now, I mean, can't do that. That's just, I don't even know. That sounds like something Skip Bayless would say. <laughs> he always got he's always got something negative to say <laughs> what do you think about skip bayless as a uh, commentator or a um talk show host i actually i actually miss him with Stephen a uh i've actually started watching i wasn't a big fan of uh i don't i'm not a big fan of his new uh Stephen a and max kellerman and uh molly i don't know i just it, it, it kind of gives me a weird and comfortable vibe with them. It just seems like they actually don't like each other. I was actually talking to somebody about it, about the same thing. And, and he was like, yeah, it just seems like they just tolerate each other on the air and then off there. It just, I don't know. There's just times where Molly just seems uncomfortable. I, mean, I just don't. Well, at least it's not as bad as the uh, Detroit Tigers announcers, uh, Mario and Pemba and Rod Allen, who got into a physical fight. Do you remember that? <laughs> <laughs> during the game uh, I mean stuff happens I guess but yeah I mean yeah like you know Stephen A I think Skip Bayless they they were great together just because they're both just really loud and they both you know are just totally opposite uh, on the spectrum um, but you know I, yeah. if, I, if I had to watch a show I'd rather watch Undisputed I like you know Shannon Sharp's actually grown on me He's, he's improved and um, Skip, you know, he's his takes are just hilarious. The Cowboys, I mean, what he said just. I actually really like Colin Coward. I think he has some good, interesting, uh, even though he's clearly a pretty hard Boston fan, but he has some good takes on things. Oh, yeah, on uh, the herd. I, yeah, actually, yeah, he's, he's, he's pretty solid. I remember when uh, he was, um, the whole thing with uh, his interview with Baker and everyone was losing it. He was, uh, he was grilling Baker pretty hard, but you know, I think he's pretty solid. And I, th- I think the guys in New York are pretty good. Like on the ESPN radio, like the, uh, Michael K show. I... Oh, how, do you know who Michael K is? Yeah. You know, I, I, we actually met him. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I, I like, I think, I think it's, I think they're probably the best. I think just, I mean, they have a good, good mix. Three guys. Um, they're all some of them are kind of old and then they got the one young guy peter who's uh of course a hip-hop guy and uh, a lot of people hate on him but he's 
got a, you know, he, he's actually growing. He's actually learning. I, I remember in the beginning when he just wouldn't, he didn't know anything about baseball, even though his wife works on the MLB network. He like could care less about baseball. Uh, but now he's, he was, uh, he was actually at the game last night. I saw, and there were a bunch of celebrities at the game last night. Did you, did you, did you see, uh, uh, Giuliani right in the, in the, in the front and, uh, Mike- no, was Jimmy Fallon there too? I didn't see him. I saw Michael Che and uh, Colin Jost there too. And <laughs> Mike Francesco was there as well, uh, right in like the front row. And then, of course, the Marlins man was – he. yeah, the Marlins man was actually sitting right next to Giuliani at the game. There are, <laughs> there, there are a lot of celebrities. I'm, I would actually be pre- pretty interested to see what happens if uh, the Yankees and the Dodgers meet in the World Series, just about, see a bunch of celebrities. That would be the MLB's dream. Yeah. It almost happened last year too, but uh, yeah. no, uh, Jose Altuve had to stop that one, uh, of course. The Yankees uh, fell a little short there, but uh, what do you think about uh, Kenley Jansen, though? That's that's a crazy story. That guy needs heart surgery. <laughs> I know. Wow, and he's he's so young. What he has an irregular heartbeat. Yeah, I mean, I don't know what they're gonna do with him because he. I mean. He's got, I mean, obviously he's got a lot on his plate and I mean, he's not pitching that well. So, and he's a closer. So it's going to be, it's going to be interesting to see uh, what direction they have to go in. Uh, but, it, you know, it's pretty incredible that he's, he's still pitching. And, um, you, you know, one thought about that, that series, actually, I saw the other day that, um, what's his name? Uh, Clayton Kershaw is actually not starting game one. They're going. Yeah. Who's starting game one? Uh, Rich Hill. You? Korean guy, Ryu, the lefty. Oh, really? Yeah, I was surprised. I guess Clayton maybe hasn't had a good season this year. Who are they facing? Are they facing the, the uh Well remember he he always he always messes up in the postseason. Yeah, but he's their ace. They gotta I, I if I was Dodgers, I would go with him. And he could pitch twice in the series. If he's going if he's gonna pitch second, he's gonna have to come off really short rest, but yeah, they're they're only bringing uh, four pitchers into the postseason, four starters, then oh. adding another uh, relief pitcher. That's what baseball. I mean, these days is this, you go you go three innings and you're like your your praise, like you pitched a, a full game. I know. I mean, <clears throat> I think uh, baseball is changing a lot, so it's going to be interesting to see, especially in this postseason so it's going to be Ryu Kershaw Bueller and Rich Hill are the four pitchers oh yeah that hmm. should be interesting oh but going back to uh wanted to talk about um Little Wayne's album I know I know we had spoken before uh you haven't really listened to it um but of course I thought it would be worth mentioning that it came out um, I mean, I'm not a big fan of, of, of his, of his music now. Um, I know that's probably not popular to say, but, um, I just wanted to ask and you, you personally, who, who do you think, who do you think you would say is the goat of, uh, the music world right now out of any genre? Who do you think is at the top of the game? I mean, I think you would, you would have to compare them like, uh, genre to genre because it's just such a radically um what's it called it's very different between like from rock you know pop uh country's getting really big now so a lot of like names like dirks bentley are coming out uh with hits 
Um, but I mean, you look at a guy like guy like Drake, or you look at a uh, Nicki Minaj who's coming out with albums that sell millions. So especially with, with the new apps like Spotify and Apple music and even title, so many more people have access to music. So it's kind of skewing it. So, I mean, I've listened to all the new songs. I'm mostly more, uh, I guess into rap and a few different genres, but I'm going to get, go with Drake right now. He, every album he puts out has just been pretty much a banger. Yeah. I would, I would have to agree with, uh, I would have to say, yeah, probably Drake. Um, he's on tour right now. His, his tour looks pretty insane. Uh, and maybe I would maybe, maybe have to put someone like Cardi in the mix as well, just because of what she's doing. Um, for the culture and what what you know what what she's been able to i think she's almost overtaken nikki at this point um i'm not saying nikki did they get into a fight yeah they <laughs> she threw a shoe at nikki or something I, I mean, <laughs> reminds me when someone threw a shoe at uh, george bush <laughs> <laughs> yeah I would, I would say cardi or, or drake right now and uh, of course i got to give some love to, to taylor swift i mean come on what she's what has she's been able to do? She's been on a if you're not familiar, she's been on a world tour right now and uh she's doing a stadium tour, so she's filling up the stadiums. Um so until Drake does that, then uh, you know, I think Taylor Swift might just be the GOAT. Yeah, I mean, so we'll see. The music uh industry is definitely very interesting right now. So we'll see uh, how that turns out. Yeah. Uh, so going to your, your, your uh, connecting to your Bush comment, uh, I wanted to talk about SNL return this past weekend, and they uh, had a pretty interesting opening uh, monologue skit. Uh, I just wanted to get your, um, I know, I know we we don't want to get too political and um, stuff like that, but uh, I just wanted to get your thoughts on on you know how they handled the whole the whole uh, scene uh, of of the Senate uh, committee meeting last week, and and your thoughts on the skit overall. So I actually didn't watch the uh, the committee hearings, the actual committee hearings, but I did watch the uh, Matt Damon uh, impersonation. I think Matt Damon is an unbelievable actor. I, I'm not sure, like, I, no one, I mean, a lot of people know this, but some people don't, but Matt Damon actually went to Harvard, which is pretty interesting, showing he has, like, quite a bit of, like, um, academic acting intelligence, too. I think he was an English major or something, so he's really good at doing that and like nailing characters that I think other actors would have difficulty doing. And I thought he did a good impersonation of uh, Brett Kavanaugh, but I think he would have been helped a little bit more in the skit. If he, if the other people, um, I forgot who else was in the skit from SNL could have helped him out a little bit more by giving him a few more uh, talking points. Um, I, I, through the skit, he, uh, he seemed to be constantly going back to this, um, uh, saying that like Brett Kavanaugh was like doing drugs or like alluding to the fact that uh, to, uh, like Brett Kavanaugh was doing drugs, which kind of got me a little lost. I think he kept going back to it too much because I think the writers at SNL didn't have anything to say to really, uh, help it. But overall, it's a pretty good um, so I, I, I cold opener. It's uh, a little longer I mean, I watched the Senate than the usual and, ones, but uh, I, I liked it nonetheless. I thought it was pretty you accurate, think? you know, for the most part. Um, you know, when they would go back to the uh, the calendar, that was a focal point of the, the actual Senate hearing. Um, 
And then just, you know, I think the the supporting cast was, I mean, in my opinion, just from uh, seeing the actual Senate hearing, it, I, I thought it was pretty accurate. Um, I thought it was pretty humorous, you know, all around. I thought Matt Damon did an incredible job being able to, you know, portray that character and, 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 and do it so well just on the spot. And then, of course, the... Uh, the, the part where uh, they have the um, the cutout of Alyssa Milano, which was hilarious because <laughs> just noticed her the whole time during the actual footage. Uh, but having her on there and then Kate McKinnon's performance was, you know, she's amazing. I mean, what she's able to do um, and and her, uh, I forget who she was portraying, uh, one of the, um, what's his name? Uh, not a, uh, who's, who's the, uh, was it Chuck Grassley? No, she was portraying um, not Mitch McConnell, not a uh, uh, oh, Orrin Hatch, Lindsey Graham. Oh, Lindsey Graham. When she was portraying Lindsey Graham, um, that was um, that was done that part. That was hilarious. Uh, but yeah, I, th- I thought the skit did a good job. Um, I mean, I, I know it's a, a sensitive subject. Um, so we're not we're not we're not going to get into that debate, of course. <laughs> they, um, you know, both sides, of course. Uh, I'll just say this. I, I mean, I was having a conversation last night and uh, it's, you know, it's, it's even hard to have a conversation about it. So we're, we're not going to get into that. Um, but I just want to I just want to say thanks. Thanks for hopping on. Um, thanks for inviting me, man. Yeah, and uh, definitely. Um, you got to you got to you got to. I know you don't have Instagram. You have a you have a Twitter or or something. Like, you can shout out right now. Uh, Facebook. Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> you, don't have, you don't have Twitter. No, I'm I'm I I don't trust the social media. I guess. You know, you trust Facebook though, even though they then they just have like a fifty million um, people got like the information stolen the other day. Yeah, they did. But you win some, you lose some. Oh, exactly. So you know, you know, maybe 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 make a Twitter and Instagram. Maybe yeah, maybe I will. You should uh, Apple Podcasts. Yes, yes, we're def- we're trying to get the Apple Podcast going. I, I finally, uh, one of my boys um, is helping me get that up there. So uh, that should be up there for this episode. Um, yo, thanks again for tuning in. Um, we'll definitely try to get you back on. Hopefully, we can you know uh, hopefully get you back on, on a, a weekly basis. So. Um, to get more people on. Yeah, sounds good. Good talking to you. Yep, good. Thanks. All right, take it easy. Take it easy. I'm about to do away different. I am just an icon living. I am just an icon living. I I icon living. I am just an icon living. I am just an icon living. I am not a mind, I'm a menace. It's wild, you can lie like a professor. I don't got the time to put you on a stretcher. Stretcher. I am here and I'm still flexing. I am just an icon living. Start a record label, Miss Fish just did it. Whoa, I'm high star, cover five minutes. Whoa, we are so hot in the.